This special Thursday edition of the Rochester Rundown is brought to you by Ultra Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial institution with two convenient branches right here in Rochester. Ultra is proud to support local independent journalism on MedCity Beat. It is National Teacher Appreciation Week, and after the year our educators have gone through, we think it's time to feature two Rochester art teachers that have gone above and beyond to give their students a creative outlet through the pandemic. On today's edition of The Rundown, we'll hear from an elementary school teacher that kept a talent show tradition alive, and a high school teacher giving her students an outlet to process the pandemic, plus a chance to show their art downtown. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Thursday, May 6th, 2021. And let's get to the news. When in-person learning was shut down in March 2020, over a year ago at this point, it abruptly cut short a school year with over two months left to go. There were plans to end the school year in style across the district. Parties, banquets, assemblies, and of course, prom and graduation for the older students. But in a flash, it was all put in jeopardy or canceled entirely. Tiffany Erie, an art teacher at Ben Franklin Elementary, says some of her students were saddened most by the loss of Franklin Live, their annual talent show that quickly became a popular event for the kids. Students could sign up to perform in front of the entire school, singing, dancing, playing instruments, the works, while Erie's art students could create a gallery for people to walk through before and after the show. It was a hit, and then, thanks to COVID, it was canceled. So they write the artist statements, they put all the work into the art. So I had like 400 pieces of art last year and we had to postpone the art show for something and then we were ready to have it again and then the pandemic hit. Erie decided to give something else a shot, which put Franklin Elementary on the very leading edge of a phenomenon that's become so common in the years since. She thought, why not just hold the event virtually? She says she really didn't know how to do it right away just that she couldn't sit there and do nothing. I had all of this incredible art that I could not just let sit there and I couldn't let the kids down because they put their hearts into this and they're so excited about it. Yeah. So that's when I knew I had to figure something out that was different. And she decided it wasn't going to be enough to just put a photo gallery together, send a mass email out and call it a day. Erie spent countless nights poring over different Google Slides presentations, creating an interactive presentation in the end that simulates actually going to an art gallery or actually sitting in an auditorium. She didn't just find a template for this, she created it herself. All of my family was used to getting links and trying to click through things and making sure it went smoothly and you could find all of the buttons because I didn't want the, the fact that it was virtual to get in the way from families to be able to enjoy it because this was about the kids and they deserve to be celebrated. And I wanted it. It had to be as close to perfect as possible. This year, most of her students are back for in-person learning, but the virtual Franklin Live has returned for its second year, updated and improved after a full 12 months of trial and error. Erie says the kids could barely hold in their excitement to share this year's link to the show because they had such a good experience the first time around. Through Franklin Live and her daily art classes, Erie's able to teach the entire school, Montessori students included, and says she tries to allow those students to express themselves as best they can, tackling the state's art standards while letting the kids choose the theme. She says she's grown even closer to her students during this topsy-turvy year. Of course, she's had to overcome challenges in her job, but the relentless optimism and energy of the students has kept her going. The things that they say and the way that they see the world, it 
it inspires me every single day and what makes me want to be better at my job all the time. I don't know. And the art that they create is just outstanding. And the way they can think creatively, that gives me hope for the future. Now, we know younger students can definitely understand what's going on in the pandemic, but high schoolers are going to have an entirely different perspective. The older high schoolers are close to young adults at this point, thinking about their first moves in the real world. So the events of the past year are a lot to take in, which is where Lisa Becker steps in for her students at John Marshall High School. Her studio arts and graphics classes have historically relied on having a large group together in one room, sharing ideas and learning together as one class, in a place where the students have all the materials they need to succeed. Learning at home was not that. So Becker had to improvise, sending out materials to each house, but also playing around with everyday items for class, just like Erie's elementary schoolers. Partly because of those material limitations, the final projects in her classes throughout the pandemic have largely been left up to interpretation. This latest semester was all about exploring the new normal and how COVID has affected the students' lives. She says the projects have reflected the truth. It's been difficult for a lot of her students. You find out a lot about your students when um, they have this kind of theme for their work. And yeah. um, and so some of the some some students are just shown adversity, you know, like overcoming this, finding the good, um, focusing on like this is going all right. This is going to be OK. Um, some of our students feel like they're drowning. Um, mm-hmm. And literally, I have a student who put that in his artwork like he's underwater like that's what it felt like it's interesting becker adds to see how each student's personality bleeds into their work each final project showcases the student's own personal experience how they see the world and their artistic preferences and it's all on one canvas it's different for everybody we have some of our high school students who are working second jobs or taking care of siblings um trying to figure out this on this own because their parents are working and so um So that's where we focus our energy here is, you know, what's your experience then and what can you say in your artwork? Now, as the spring semester wraps up, Becker is going to allow her students to look forward or backward in time to find inspiration for that next piece. And students will have the opportunity to take those pieces and enter them in an art gallery alongside other Rochester artists through a partnership Becker is setting up with Threshold Arts. It's going to explore what she calls the good, bad and the ugly of the pandemic. Expect to see that pop up by late summer. Now, it's interesting to me that Erie and Becker both use similar strategies to teach vastly different groups of kids, largely letting the students take charge over their own work, over-implementing a strict set of guidelines that each piece has to meet. And Becker says that's the way it should always be, but especially right now. The world has become more stressful than ever for these students, regardless of age. So having a creative outlet is critical. That means her job and Erie's job and the thousands of art teachers across the country is to make it as easy as possible for the students to find themselves in their work. We're talking about how art is a language and how it can communicate. And then we go furthermore into saying, what do you want to say in your work or what can you express? The Med City Beats Rochester Rundown is sponsored by Altra Federal Credit Union. Whether you are in the market for a home mortgage, car loan, or are simply looking for a trusted brand to manage your money, Altra is here to help. Unlike large, privately owned banks, Altra is a credit union owned by its members, allowing it to reinvest profits in its stakeholders, employees, 
and the communities in which it operates. Among its key priorities, promoting financial literacy to local youth through the Altra Foundation. To learn more about how Altra can help you live your best life, visit altra.org. Since we don't have a full week of news yet, we're going to end things a little early this week. We are doing an early Thursday version because I am currently on the road headed to North Carolina to see some family. And it's all possible because Sean and I recently received our second dose of vaccine. We thank all the local healthcare workers that made it possible for us to get vaccinated and encourage you to do your part and schedule that vaccine appointment if you haven't already. And before we go, a quick reminder that MedCityBeat is looking for riders to join us for a paid internship this summer. Applicants should be based in the Rochester area and be able to enterprise stories and meet deadlines, the typical journalist stuff. Email three writing samples to sean at themedcitybeat.com if you're interested, and feel free to reach out to this intern turned reporter with any questions. So that is where we're going to leave it this week. We thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member. Be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com slash membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beats. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I will be talking with you again soon. And thank you to all the teachers in Rochester and beyond who have done incredible work over this past year. We truly do appreciate you.